Yeah. And I think too, it comes to, if it's something you really want to do, building it into your budget. And so, and if you really want to do it, you will save the money and you'll want to slowly upgrade things. Like I took a really expensive lesson for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so much money. When I came out of it, I was like, that was, I would pay that money over and over again to improve and enjoy my time on the course. Welcome to Ladies of Golf with me, Abby Liebenthal, a For the Ladies podcast. Caroline Tannis is a financial advisor, strategist, and speaker. She started her career in wealth management at Merrill Lynch, where she spent almost five years building her practice. In May 2022, she launched Tannis Financial Group, her own practice for financial planning and empowerment. TFG is also part of the Women's Wealth Boutique and an independent advisory firm. And Caroline is also a proud member of the For the Ladies Five Iron Golf League team. <laughs> um, is it at Fidei? Yes, we're in the Fidei location. Yes. So, I mean, she's a she's a big part of For the Ladies. Um, but thank you for joining this Ladies of Golf episode. I am so excited. I've been, I think I'm one of like the first people that did the league back in like pandemic when we had to wear masks and like socially yeah. distance walk around each other. So it's it's cool to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited about our topic. Um, I think it's really unique for women in golf. But before we get into it, um, I need to know like when and how did you get into golf yourself? That's a good. So it was because of you fully can admit that. So my dad like grew up playing huge player somehow like did some like titleist competition that he won and you were the one who had to send him his prize, I guess, back in, this was like years ago. Um, and so he was like, oh, she has this like women's organization. And I guess he wound up on your mailing list before the ladies, which how that happened, oh. I have no idea. Um, so he had told me back in, it was either September, or August of 2020 that the leagues were starting. He sent me the email and I was like, all right, maybe I'll go. And I was so nervous. And I show up the first night and it was me and one other um, woman. And it was like, I was so nervous. I had barely played. I could tell you how to hold a golf club, but I was like, just going really confident and nobody will know you can't play. Okay. You can't do that with golf. (laughs) It is not a forgiving sport. Um, And I'm so lucky that Colleen was the one who was there from my um, league team. And so she was so nice. And she's like, I'll teach you. I'll help you. Don't worry. I think if it wasn't from her, I probably would have like left crying and never come back. Totally. Yes. Yeah. It's huge who you like have right there in front of you, helping you get into the game. Especially because golf, as we know, is such a male dominated sport. So going in there, it's like, we were the only, I think there was one other women's team, but they were pretty small and they were in a different corner. So it was just me and Colleen sitting there. And so if it hadn't been for her, I I would have never come back. Right. No. Well, way to go, Colleen. (laughs) She's awesome. (laughs) She gets full credit. Um, Yes. Um, Well, awesome. Well, before we dive into investing in your golf game, I do want to share that I, Abby Liebenthal, I'm not a registered financial advisor. I'm just providing my opinions and asking um, Caroline questions rather than fiduciary services or financial planning. So um, at least I want to get that covered off. But 
Um, before we like even dive into some of the specifics, do you remember the first thing that you personally ever purchased for golf? Ooh, that's a good one. I'm trying to think of me personally, because I get so much of like, oh, you won this prize or especially through five iron. We get so many, like I won like a foray, um, gift card and things like that. I will say the one I remember that sticks out the most to me is when I purchased like real golf pants and I was, I, I was, it was on the fly. I wasn't expecting it to be cold the day I was playing. And all I had was like skorts. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? I ran over to Athleta and I bought pants. And I was like, these are the most expensive pants I think I've ever purchased. <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed. I think they're amazing. I wear them every time I play when it's cold. And so that kind of falls into like investing in your golf game because I feel yeah. so confident when I wear them. I get so many compliments and I walk out and I'm like, yeah. Here I am in my golf pants and talk about return on investment because I wear them all the time now. I love that. I love that. Um, Well, I was looking at your website for TFG and I noticed it said, our goal is to financially plan to help you achieve your desired lifestyle. And I was like, yes, please. (laughs) Um, But why is that your philosophy? Yeah. I always talk about like building your dream and what do you want and talking about specifically your financial goals, not what your parents want for you, or um, sometimes even your spouse wants for you, (laughs) it can go in that direction. And I think it's such a different approach. So when I was at the big bank, they, it was all just about like, make money, retire, go into the grave and be done. And so I think that it's different. And especially I work with so many women, we have a different way that we approach things and how we feel about our, our goals and things like that. We're a little more Uh, sentimental and emotional about our money in the best way. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to put our money where our mouth is, right? If it's investing in certain companies or where we spend our money. And so for me, I always notice too, clients who typically do better with their money in terms of spending habits, investing, um, reaching their financial goals, you name it, when they're actually aligned and building a lifestyle and the life that they want, when that's aligned with what they're working towards, they're so much more successful. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when we speak to like the purchasing power of female golfers, it's more than $1.5 billion and really? 452 million in golf apparel specifically, according to golf data tech. Um, Crazy. Yes. So there's a lot of money to be spent. There's a lot of money that's had, but when also like speaking outside of money, and I'm sure you probably know this well too, is like, you're not just investing financially. It's your time, it's your resources, it's your mental and physical effort to play the game. Do you ever consider that too? Yeah. And I think, and that goes into both golf and your typical investment, right? It's opportunity cost. So if I'm out mm-hmm. golfing for the day, yeah, I might not be sitting on my couch or doing something else. However, I've never gone and played and sat back and been like, oh, I wish I didn't play today. Um, even oh, if, it's, yeah. if it's raining and it's cold. And you know what? It's not a cheap sport to play, right? We talk about the clothing and the equipment and the fees to get on the course. However, I noticed too, as with so much physical activity, when I take the time and you're out there on the course and you have your phone off, my mental um, headspace when I come off is just so different. You are out in nature, you mm. got fresh air, um, you're you're relaxed, and it's just so. I don't know if you feel that way too when you come off from. Play, you play so much more than I do, but it's just different. Yeah, it's it's not time wasted by any yeah. means for me. 
I agree. Even if like people are like, wow, that was a waste. It's time well wasted. Like if I'm going to sit around and have something leisurely and an activity to do, I'd rather be doing that than sitting here watching, you know, Netflix. I can only watch so much Bachelorette before I just lose it. So. All right. <laughs> Love it. Um, well, you, it's a certain, it's a great segue. So like you said, golf is not cheap. There's equipment, apparel, golf course fees, travel to a golf course. Yeah. Um, and to just buy everything you need at once, if you're a beginner could cost like more than $3,000. Mm-hmm. So Easily. what thoughts do you have about starting and like, how do you think about that financially aside from just like wanting to start investing in golf? Yeah. And I think too, it comes to, if it's something you really want to do, building it into your budget. And so, Mm. and if you really want to do it, you will save the money and you'll want to slowly upgrade things. Like I took a really expensive lesson for the first time a couple weeks ago. Um, and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so much money. When I came out of it, I was like, that was, I would pay that money over and over again to improve and enjoy my time on the course. So I think it's also like pacing yourself. And this goes with investing Mm -hmm. in anything is, you know, we talk about like dollar cost averaging and things like that and not just throwing all your money in because I'm sure there are hundreds and thousands of people that'll say like, oh yeah, that expensive set of golf clubs I bought that's sitting collecting dust in my garage. It's like, start to pace yourself. And there's also so many um, like discounted options. And I think people think like, oh, well, I have to wear like top of the line clothing. I have to have PXG clubs or Titleists and all this stuff. And it's like, there are cheaper entry points. Like I have a used set of clubs that I got from Five Iron that I just had regripped, and they play fantastic. And I'm set for a very long time. But it's like, I chose to make that investment and step things up. But pace yourself when you're doing it and when you're investing into anything. Do you remember how much you spent on a used set of clubs and regripping it? Uh, the regripping was free because my dad did them. <laughs> nice. Fine. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yes. Um, so find a father or somebody else, you know, that can regrip them. And yeah. the actual set of clubs was $200. And that, but that oh, didn't yeah. include... Um, that was just the iron. So that didn't include my driver, putter, or free wood. Got it. Yeah. Um, so that was, a, this was the first topic I was wanted to kind of dive into was golf clubs, because, you know, to play the game, you want to have the equipment. Um, and there's a few different routes that you can go. Um, one of those being like a box set, which you can buy from like a Callaway or a TaylorMade or, you know, go to Dick's Sporting Goods. And that will range, you know, anywhere between 600 to $700. Or you can go this other route of like, getting fit, which is, you know, a few hundred dollars. And then if you get the custom clubs, it can range from like $1,000 to $200. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't like, what is your mindset to that? Somebody, I was talking to one of my girlfriends, she's like, how do you determine like the return on investment of either of those? Yeah. And that's actually a really good question. And I hate to say like, it depends, but here's why I, I say it depends is because, and and this is so much of what I talk about with like your goals and your lifestyle. If you don't actually want to play and put in the time and put in the work, you investing, you can buy the most expensive clubs in the game, but if you're not going to take the time to practice, go to the driving range, maybe even take some lessons, who cares, right? Like just, just flush your money down the toilet. Um, 
And it's like, I was thinking of an example of this today. I was watching um, everyone get in line for Taylor Swift tickets. And I'm like, I watch it and I am not a Taylor Swift fan. Sorry, no one coming (laughs) home for me. Like, don't egg my door. Um, But I'm just sitting there watching it. And like, you see the hype of everyone doing it. And you're like, do I need Taylor Swift tickets? Do I need fancy, expensive clubs? If you don't care about it, why are you going to put your money there? And so I think that's the return on investment, right? So for me, I knew I was ready to buy clubs because I was like, I want to be able to play. If it's for charity events, for work events, I want to have my own clubs that I feel confident going out with. So for me, the return on investment was really high. However, someone that's never going to play and doesn't give, you know, two craps about it, there's no return on investment there. There is no return on investment for me buying Taylor Swift tickets. Yeah. And for someone like me, you know, I am playing probably close to like 20 to 25 rounds a year. Um, I care about my game. Like I want to improve. Mm -hmm. I do practice. Like I would say I'm like well-rounded when it comes to like my input into my, this hobby of mine. And so I do see the, the, return on investment um when i do upgrade mm-hmm. to like a new club um but i re- i really like that way of thinking about it cuz i we get so many women who will come to an intro to golf clinic and one they don't realize they could also rent clubs yeah. if they go to a course just call ahead of time and rent mm-hmm. and that's going to cost you like 50 bucks maybe maybe um and then two, they're like, well, I would love to have my own club. So I went and and it always makes me laugh when they kind of use this discouraged tone of like, well, I bought this box set from Golf Galaxy. They're all like, and I always like, notice people are so ashamed of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you shouldn't be, you are new to this. You don't know if it's going to be with you for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. So like, and, and you are depending on your own income to do this. So it's okay if you want to just spend what you want to spend on this beginner set of clubs. Yeah. And I think also to, to add on, like certain things are worth the investment, like back to that pair of pants I bought, right? I'm like, oh my God, I spent so much money on this. I have worn them so many times and feel so good about it that I'm like, this was Mm -hmm. every dollar I spent on this was incredibly worth it. And so for some people that's golf balls because they notice, you know, the the spin or the length that they get by using a certain set of golf balls. So for them, it's worth it. Whereas for me, like I couldn't tell you the difference between one golf ball <laughs> to the next. So for me, I'm going to use whatever golf balls I find at like secondhand or, you know, golf galaxies junk bucket, because for me, it's all the same. So there's no return on investment there. Yeah, that's interesting. So like say you're spending $160 on a pair of pants, whereas somebody else is spending $160 on like three dozen golf balls. Um, and and for you, like that that's where you're spending your money. And for them, they're like, that's where I want to spend mine. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's it's a different way to look at it. And I think that we don't yeah. talk about it enough, even if it's in golf or in the stock market or wherever you want to invest your your money and your time. 
We're going to take a quick break to talk about our friends at Five Iron Golf, the nation's leading indoor golf and entertainment experience. Five Iron has 15 locations across the U.S. with eight more opening this year, and it's the perfect destination to play, practice, and party. Featuring the good vibes of golf, neon lights, and street art, players of all levels are welcome to work on their game and their social life with TrackMan simulators, certified golf instruction, custom club fittings, and a full bar and restaurant. It's really a one-of-a-kind experience for golfers and non-golfers alike. And everyone is welcome at Five Iron to play around, take a lesson, join the leagues, or tee it up for your next night out. We're so excited to be hosting our first two meetups of 2023 at Five Iron Golf in New York and Chicago. Keep an eye out for those dates, but in the meantime, work toward your resolutions of lowering scores and increasing your fun. Book a lesson, find a clinic, and keep your swing warm and your drinks cold all winter long. It's a great investment after all. Head to fiveirongolf.com to get started. Now back to our conversation with Caroline. Got it. Um, so there are other big ticket items, which you brought up one of them, and, and that's lessons. Mm-hmm. You could do, you know, group lessons that may cost three hundred to four hundred dollars for a package, and say you're getting like six, you know, four lessons, but you're doing it with other people. Um, or you could do private lessons, which could be like one hundred to one fifty or more mm-hmm. per session. Um, how does one? Like how, how do you think about that? So I can actually speak to from experience. So I did during the pandemic. I'm so ashamed to admit this, but it's okay. The first step is admitting it. I took (laughs) Groupon lessons. Um, Okay. It just wasn't, it wasn't the right fit too, right? Because you're learning something new. You're self-conscious about it. So you need to find the person that works the best for you. And I did, I think it was three lessons and I can't remember the cost. It was it was nothing. Like I am embarrassed to even admit how much I spent on it. But I was like, this is no amount of money. Who cares? It honestly acts like messed up my golf game so much that when I took the more expensive lesson last week or a couple weeks ago, um, the guy I was taking the lesson with was like, you should honestly like complain and sue the guy you took that other lesson from because. <laughs> Like the things he taught you were just so wrong. So I think sometimes too, and especially when it comes to like educating yourself and learning something new, I've kind of reached that point where I'd rather spend more money and have something done right than doing something and learning it wrong. Because look how much time I lost and how much frustration I had. And then every week I would go to golf league and I'd be like, why is my swing not like everyone else's? And I would say it to the Mm. other girls I'm playing with. I'm like, what? is wrong. What am I doing? And they're like, why do you do this or that? I'm like, that's what this guy told me. And so I think it's worth it to invest if you're, if you're serious about playing and you're like, I want to start really learning the fundamentals, spend a little more money and find it from the person that you work or you feel comfortable learning from. And also the person who is more qualified. That's a harder one to probably narrow down, but you know, looking back at it, even just like the way the demeanors of the two different teachers I had, I'm like, this guy who recently taught me like really cared. He took the time. He was like, we went so far over time that was allotted. Whereas the other guy would just like walk away, go get a coffee, go go, go to the bathroom. And so to me, that's worth the investment of having it done right. So when it comes to these bigger ticket items like equipment and lessons, um, how do you determine if you can afford to do it? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think it's 
part of it's determining if you can afford it and then also making the room in your budget to afford it. So I always think it's good and, um, you know, to sit there and say like, here's how much I spent. And it's part of it's like looking back, right? Like, especially as we're, you know, entering a new year, sit back and say, okay, how much did I spend on? And I would break it down to like, how much did I spend on golf? Like actually just playing. So like course fees, how much did I spend traveling to golf courses? How much did I spend on like equipment and clothes for golf and break it down. Right. And I think some people might be shocked. They're like, holy crap, how do I spend this much money? But then take the time to figure out, okay, how much do I want to, you know, spend next year? And for some people, for activities that they really love, maybe it's worth it to open up a separate bank account and say like every month I'm going to put, you know, a portion of, let's say you spend, you know, $10,000 a year golfing. So every month I'm going to put away one twelfth of that money. So I have it. And that's especially great too. You know, I'm up North, so we don't really play in the snow of January through April. <laughs> so those four yeah. months, like you can really start to save up money. So come May, you have all the savings and you're like, I'm going to go out and play now. And the money's just there. Even if you put on a credit card, you can pay it right off, but you've planned for it and you've budgeted for it. So then it's not this surprise of like, Oh, it's May. I'm going to go out and play seven times now. And that also paces yourself too of like, I don't want to go too crazy or here's the courses I really want to play. And I think that helps to rein people in. That's a really good idea. I love that. Um, I would love to ask, how can you best prepare yourself for a day at the course financially? Because, and I'll list some of these things that some of the girls brought up to me, riding in a cart versus walking, paying extra for a caddy when it's an option, but not a requirement or buying snacks at the turn. Mm -hmm. Like how can you prepare yourself? So you're like, okay, I know my round of golf is going to cost me $75, but then there's also these additional costs that you maybe didn't account for. So I always bring cash with me. I have like this little like golf bag thing. So I bring cash with me and especially because most of them want cash anyway, whether you're tipping the caddy or you're getting something from the cart girl. Um, And then it kind of cuts you off. And I really use it for myself as a hard stop. So I'm like, oh, I, and also to plan, like if you know you want to play with a caddy, make sure you're bringing enough to tip them and taking out that much cash. Don't just short the caddy because you don't have enough cash on you plan for that. Um, But I use it as like a barrier, right? It's especially easy to, you walk into the clubhouse and you're like, oh, look at this cute hat. Look at these tees. And then all of a sudden, a hundred, two hundred dollars later, you walk out with a new outfit and you're like, how the heck did this happen? And so I think cash too kind of stops you because once it's gone, like it's to me mentally, it's gone. Like I'm not pulling my card yeah. out of the wallet. And so I also pack snacks. Like we are, whenever we play, and like we played uh, in a For the Ladies event at in Jersey City, I always mess up the name if it's Skyway or Skyway. Skyway. Thank you. I always want to call it Skywalk. And every time I'm like, it's not right. (laughs) You're like, that's not it. (laughs) What is it? Which is sad because I played there a couple times too. Um, (laughs) So we were playing there. So I knew, I'm like, I don't want to buy food there because it's like, I don't like their food options, anything like that. So I'll plan. I'm like, I'm going to eat like a big lunch before I go. I'm going to pack a protein bar. And I think things like that, but it requires planning, which is where I think people yep. fall off track because it's like, well, you have to like say, all right, when I go to Trader Joe's this week, I know I'm playing golf. Let me grab a couple extra protein bars. Let me grab a couple extra waters, things like that. So when I get to the golf course, I'm not like 
ravenously hungry being like, I need 15 bags of chips. I need seven waters. Like you have to take the time to plan and prepare. Otherwise you're just going to blow your budget. I love that. That's really helpful. I would like to implement the cash concept in 2023. Yeah. It's, it's really helpful too. Plus people love getting cash. Like, you know, when you slip somebody 20, they're like, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely. Um, I would also, somebody wanted me to ask about golf shop merchandise. Um, because we always hear when people go to a major championship or a golf course that was on their bucket list that like they end up dropping hundreds of dollars in the pro shop. So would you then just apply like the cash concept to this or or how do you kind of think through that? Yeah. And that one's a little harder. And I think it's, but giving yourself two kind of the same parameters and budget going into it and taking a look at your financials and being like, all right, I don't want to blow my budget on this. I'm going to give myself, and people hate the term like allowance and don't like to be constrained. But the the basics of financial planning and wealth management is that you either need to make more money, spend less, or some combination of the two. Like it's that's kind of the rocket science behind it. And so it's easy for people, especially if you're going to the masters or like the heritage or something that's really exciting, you know, going into it, you're going to spend extra money. Um, and it's, it's hard cause like you can't look up prices online before you go, but give yourself a budget, right. And say, you know what, I'm not going to spend more than $200 in the pro shop. You might not be able to get the nicest thing that's in there, but I think too, some people don't realize like you probably don't need it. No, a lot yeah. of the time you don't. Yeah. <laughs> love walk, like when you watch somebody walk out of like a major championship you see them with these huge bags of stuff they bought in the pro shop and I'm like did you come here just to shop and like show people because you needed the swag on you to show that you went or did you come here right. because you really wanted to go and enjoy the day so yeah that I think too is where I would challenge people and say you're going to this event like that in itself is so amazing and enjoy the memories of it Yeah. Something I will say I do when I am going to a course to play um, and I'm like like a resort, right? Like I'm going to Bandon Mm -hmm. Dunes and I want to get A, B, and C. I knew going into Bandon, I wanted to get a zip up vest and I wanted to get a Christmas ornament. And like, I ended up getting one more thing, but like, I did get those two things and I was like, I know like that's what I knew. I kind of knew what I was going to spend. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm sure the ornament's going to be like 25 bucks. A vest is going to be a higher ticket item. Um, But like, I kind of then knew going into it, like, okay, I shouldn't spend more than $300 mm-hmm. on this. Um, And, but it, I mean, it's wild. Like the merchandise gets so expensive so quick. I mean, and even just looking at like, you know, Black Friday sales and seeing like, oh, what's going to be on sale? What do I want to grab? Even the prices now, you just look at it and you're like, this is insane. And just because some people will put on the label like, oh, this is golf apparel, they will upcharge you more than just a regular, like you can grab a vest at J. Crew or something for $40 to $60. You get that branded vest at a pro shop at a hundred plus dollars to that ticket right there because they put their name on it and they know people will buy it too. And that's not to say like, don't do it, stay away from it. But it's the concept of like knowing what is it you really want when you go in there, right? Like you knew you wanted the vests. You're like, 
this is what I'm going to get. And you were pretty, other than your one extra item, like you were pretty focused on it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yes, I don't, we'll, we'll see how people, uh, what was the extra up. item? Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, my extra item was a, um, Peter Millar, mm, um, get you. hoodie and it was super soft and I tried it on and I was like, well, I want this. Um, and I liked that the logo was like on the sleeve instead of like mm. right on my chest. Yep. Um, and, and it said like band in dunes instead of a course. Um, so, you know, it was, a, it was a soft moment for me. <laughs> and I think too, I have those all the time. What gets me is the, you know, when you're at Ulta and there's like the minis as you're checking out, forget yes. it, forget it. Like I just know in that moment it's done, which is why I online shop and don't even go in the store. But I, smart, yeah. people try to build these like super intense down to the penny budgets and they get so frustrated when they blow them. And I'm like, because you mm. gave yourself no leeway to live. Like we're all human. Marketing gets us. Like that's the point of it. Like you saw that sweatshirt and they knew that somebody was really going to want like a sweatshirt on the side that was like super comfy and like a really cute yeah. pullover. And so I think too, like building in to your budget and I'm not saying for every single time you play, but maybe once or twice a season, you're like, I'm going to give myself an extra two, 300 for something that pops up that I really want. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so one other kind of like bigger topic I wanted to um, ask you about was for somebody who has played golf for a while now, um, but maybe they are aspiring to go on their first golf trip. For example, the Lily at Pinehurst Resort with For the Ladies, um, or they want to like go on a big trip overseas. How do you go through the process of deciding that you can afford to do that or setting the goal of doing it? So I can actually say as somebody who I was just actually talking to somebody else who's in my league. She and I were like, we want to get to the point where a we're playing well enough to go where we would fully enjoy it. And also from a financial standpoint, being able to go. And it's one of those things where you have to plan for it. Like if the, if the price tag and what I'll do too, is I will look like, let's say I don't want to go this year or, you know, can't afford to this year. I will still look at the website and I'll say, okay, it costs X, Y, and Z dollars for this year. Give or take, it'll probably go up a little bit next year because inflation, costs rise, things like that. I'll add a couple hundred dollars. So I know, right? Like I'm that secret. They always talk about the secret lurkers who are like watching in the background. <laughs> like I am that person that knows I want to go and I know I want to go within like the next two to three years. So for me, I'm going to be looking for places in my budget where I can cut out costs so I can go on that trip and travel, right? Like I know it's going to be expensive. But I don't want it to be an impulse purchase where I'm looking back on it and saying like, oh my God, I can't believe I just booked this. Now I have to like scramble to find the money for it. So I'm sitting right. here now knowing that this is on my bucket list and this is something I want to do. So I'm looking at how am I going to, you know, how much is it going to cost and where are things that I can cut to afford it, right? So I'm not a person that like for me eating out, unless it's for a special occasion, I don't do it because I'd rather save the money to travel or you know, to eat out in, you know, I'm going to Patagonia and Chile in the spring. So I'm like, I want to save my money so I can eat out there. Forget eating out around yeah. here. Like what the heck is that going to do? But then making yeah. sure I'm not spending that money elsewhere and even opening up, like I'm a big fan of opening up separate accounts. So I have one for travel, 
So I will like put away money and savings in there. So when that trip pops up and I'm like, you know what? Okay. I have enough money in the account or I know I can get there for the, by the time the trip payment is due, the dates work for me. Like let's do it. Yeah. I love that. We did that for our honeymoon. We just like, we kept putting in so much money per month and we were like, and then once we went on the honeymoon, we knew like this was worth, you know, any additional expenses, right. We saved for it. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. Yeah. And I think it alleviates the stress too, of, I started doing this a couple years ago. Um, because instead what I would do is I would like put it on a credit card and then I'm like, Oh my God, now I have to figure out how to pay off the credit card. Whereas if it's sitting in a bank account, even if you do the credit card, like I talked about before, you know, all right, here's the money for it. Like go ahead and pay it off. And I do it with a lot of my clients and they sit there and they're like, Oh, the, the money's here. Yeah. We talked about this. (laughs) They're like mind blown by it. So in most, you know, banks don't charge you for having several accounts. So if you want one just for, you know, that specific item, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nice. Well, if somebody is still listening to this and they're like, I'm still lost, what is one big takeaway listeners could implement in 2023 for their golf game? Ooh, that's a tough one. I wish I was like a pro enough to be like, you should do this with your golfing. I know none of that. Um, take the time. And I think that's something I'm, I'm also saying it to myself for 2023 is take the time to actually practice and to, even if it's like you spend 20 minutes, you know, in your bedroom, practicing your golf swing or going to the driving range. I think that keeping up with it is the thing that I have really learned helps and then makes it, you know, it makes it enjoyable, right? Cause you go out on the golf course and you're like, Oh, I'm so glad I practiced all those times and now I'm enjoying it. So make the time and put away the money to save for all your golf expenses. <laughs> I love it. Well, where can people find you if they are interested in your financial content and your services? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Tannis Finn Group, T-A-N-I-S-F-I-N-G-R-O-U-P. Every once in a while, I also throw in some embarrassing golf videos. So feel free to follow along for those too. And then you can also reach me on my website. I have a contact form and that is TannisFinGroup.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. I am going to take out all the cash in 2023 (laughs) so that I limit myself um, and definitely buy the snacks. Yeah. Always (laughs) buy the snacks. That's always my solution. (laughs) Thank you so much. This is really helpful. And I think a lot of people are going to really benefit from it. So thank Thank you. you so much for having me.